0: Hello, listeners. You've been locked up in here for days. We've controlled your every move. We've told you what to eat, what to think, what to say. And when you show a glimmer of independent thought, we strap you down and inject you with roguelike video games and call it a treatment. Today, well, I am your... (laughs) Today, I am your certified medical professional host of the GrogPod roguelike podcast, Scott Berger, and screaming... In torment from the other asylum rooms. With me are my co-hosts.
1: That's all right. It's me, uh orderly Andrew Harshman. Happy to be here.
2: I am not insane, Will Wright.
3: And it's me, Colin. A random Super Mario Brothers level inserted <laughs> into this fantasy.
0: Uh this week we are talking the American Healthcare Simulator Nightmare Reaper. Uh, released in Early Access July 16th, 2019, uh, and one in March twenty eighth, 2022. This is a game that uh, you can kind of almost find it anywhere. It's on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, uh, or, or where else you need to find it. Uh, DOS, maybe? Uh, it, this was developed and published by Blazing Bit Games from Montreal, Canada, Uh, Previous uh, developers of a game called MacTobillus, mactabilis a uh, kind of a shmup RPG uh, in 2015, and then 2019 with Nightmare Reaper, uh, sort of uh, a one-man op in air quotes. Uh, I think this was. I think the developer said that he it was a mostly so- solo dev effort, but with quote a lot of help from uh from other people, but. Uh, Let's see, we got Nightmare Reaper rolling in on uh, the gurney in the hospital here to our number 234th most popular roguelike game with 3,200 total reviews. Um, Andrew, what's the one-sentence prescription of what one does in Nightmare Reaper?
1: Oh, well, I think I'm going to have to write this out for uh, daily... 10 milligrams of uh, nightmare-fueled 2.5D aesthetic retro looter shooter extravaganza um, with, uh, you know, the optional supplements of uh, a quality heavy metal soundtrack. Indeed, so I, right out of the gate, I was surprised to see that there was no in uh, permadeath in this game. Well, and I thought immediately, wow! What I wonder how rogue-like of an experience we're actually in for. Mm-hmm. And I think I determined pretty early that this uh, this is definitely a rogue light, in my humble estimation. But I'm sure we'll be discussing it at length.
0: Yeah, I think this is this is an interesting game because this is our first sh- uh, shooter that we've had on the pod so far, like an actual sh- like first person shooter shooter, and not. A an area that one would really associate with uh with games with rogue elements per se. Uh, but this has been kind of on following a trend of resurgence from this uh genre, I guess, of old question mark. But there's there's been a lot of uh of these games called boomer shooters coming out recently, which I guess is like an apt term for your 3D realms style, uh like you said it like, is your
1: grandpas shooter yeah uh, 2 i mean like f- f- yeah uh 2.5d 3- games games that look three dimensional but behind the scenes they're they're kind of technically two dimensional games <laughs> but they are tricking you into looking three dimensional now of course uh, nightmare reaper i assume is running in like unity or unreal or something but it definitely mm-hmm. has that aesthetic of old wherein it's a uh, rather rudimentary 3d environment Populated by two uh, D sprite objects and monsters and creatures and the like,
0: and this is following hot on the heels of other games that have had quite a, a positive reception to them, like Dusk, a medieval Ultra Kill. I think we can all kind of uh, say that the publisher New Blood Interactive has been doing some good work on that. Uh, but other notables that I've I've been seeing, I've been like, getting back into this genre, I think largely from seeing, like, Andrew Hurchman is now playing this game. Like, hmm, say. <laughs> uh, so things like uh, Cultic or the the re-release of Blood, uh, H-Rot, Proteus, Warhammer 40, 40K Boltgun was one that just recently came out. There's, like, there's a, a growing resurgence of, like, these lo-fi uh, first-person shooter games that I think because of the lower like graphical complexity like you don't have to model like a gun that's like 10 million polygons it's just like a flat 2d sprite you can put a lot more i guess your time to creativity is a lot shorter maybe and it seems like there's there's just been like a big explosion explosion of uh of these types of games and nightmare reaper being uh, a good tip of the spear for how those games have infiltrated it, the the rogue genre as well, but it's probably fair to say that uh, Colin, you and Will, shooters maybe not your uh, first choice of genre, and particularly boomer shooters uh, as they are so so called.
1: Indeed, and I'm I'm glad that you're bringing up this uh, this topic because I wanted to get that that information as well because <laughs> uh, I know this is a, a genre that is. Ooh, I'm very fond of, definitely one of my top genres. And I knew it was yours as well, Scott, but uh unclear. I mean, surely, I, I remember we have played Counter-Strike together, right?
0: Yeah, Counter-Strike, well known for its 2D sprites and a well, uh, fake rotating 3D environment.
3: But,
1: you know, uh, games in which you WASD around and shoot things. Sure.
3: Despite having a thousand hours into a game that is just a shooter in Squad, uh, I don't, i'm not good at them so in some ways a game like this is better for me than a game like counter-strike because counter-strike relies on actual skill and for this it's just like well i could just get the chainsaw grappling and that's fun um so i i I feel like i'm i'm will might be more down on it but i'm i'm medium on this i actually i like it better than top-down shooters (laughs) interesting because i'm even worse at those
2: yeah i mean like uh i i you, you correctly uh uh assessed my opinion on this stuff i i'm, I'm not a big fan uh i i liked first person shooters don't get me wrong uh like like colin said the game we played uh over a thousand hours of a game called squad prior to that it was like uh um what is it planet side two planet i side, think yeah. and oh, then oh, i uh, forgot about the planet side counter yeah, um, strike era. Go. all the
0: battlefields we played a lot
2: of all the battlefields all but yeah, those we- are all
0: shooters that you don't have to be good at to enjoy <laughs> yeah, not that yeah. i'm presuming
1: skill here
3: or anything but I'm also i feel like there's a it. big there's a big divide between multiplayer shooters and yeah. single-player shooters
2: Okay, well i played I play my fair share of single-player shooters as well and uh and I, I like to think that some of them really uh i i think are, are fantastic well maybe not fantastic none of them ever hit my like the top of my my tier list um what am i thinking of a uh, game with uh, a girl a, 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 a girl called elizabeth some like uh bioshock yeah that game had a great time i thought the setting and the narrative really drove the story forward but coming back to this game just to kind of (laughs) that was all the context uh, um i i hated doom i hated the remake of doom i don't like which, well
0: to be clear there's doom like 1991 and then there's like
2: the recent remake Doom 2016. Did I not just say that the original <laughs> the first
0: that, and the ju- remake, you're just you're blanket
2: bombing the whole they're Doom all, they're, they're, they don't they I I I get I get it. You're going in there the fun <laughs> is supposed to be coming uh-huh. like from like the metal sound, the gore, you're you're so powerful, you're killing all this stuff. You're ripping the skull off this thing. And it's so bad. it doesn't uh doesn't really do it for me though. Um I uh I uh, I found that the same feeling in this game where I'm just like, yep, I'm running around. Things are blowing up in their little 2D fashion. And it uh, didn't matter what kind of gun I was using, you know, a shotgun, a, a flaming eyeball of kicking them. I don't know. It just it didn't really hit that like, this is fun. This is like, a, OK, now we're to the end of the level yet. Oh, there it is. Good. I, I could have <laughs> gone back and looked at all the secrets. No, This. Oh, you want me to stare at every wall and trying to find the little cracks? I can't be wasting my time with that. <laughs>
0: I like to think that there's, uh, in the far future, some uh, avid listener of this program is eagerly playing uh, each game episode yeah. by episode while listening to our podcast and just getting excessive whiplash going from <laughs> our turn-based wholesomeness of Wildermyth last episode ha, ha, ha. to our asylum-screaming, uh, uh, shotgunning Doom clone for this week uh, and just being like, oh my God. Well, I think, A, it kind of underscores how broad uh, and diverse this genre is but yeah, like there's gonna be stuff that's like some things are gonna resonate with some audiences, some things are not gonna resonate with other audiences, and that's perfectly okay. Uh and yeah, I think um I think for this game, uh it really kind of sets the stage in like maybe the first 10 seconds that you play it, where you wake up. So your story our story begins with uh the player character. Well, yeah, I guess do you do you start in? the the gun part of the game or do you start in the hospital part i forget
1: great question i am racking my brain trying to remember it's been a very long time since i I played that first part
3: in
0: one one of those places
1: yeah
3: (laughs) i i want to say what are the
1: other
0: i want to say you start in the quote unquote dream world where you are running around basically a doom level uh gunning down zombies and monsters and things and eventually you'll take enough damage and you'll you'll Be like oh no i'm dying and your hand your player character's hands will reach up across the screen oh they're covered in blood and then you blink and you wake up in an asylum room a a hospital room that uh there's really not much going on here other than a whiteboard with i guess a map of the city question mark um and some notes i guess a note uh left by your doctor uh but not maybe not to you kind of detailing uh the the interview process with the player character patient of uh oh it was my first day meeting the patient, and she seemed wildly out of control and really kind of painting a mystery of who this person is and uh and so forth. And really, you don't have much to do in this single room other than yank at the door that's not moving, looking around, looking out the window, and then just lying down on the bed and going to sleep, back to the dream, where you start the game. I guess maybe for real uh, the nightmare is real uh, and you come back into the doom level and you run around gunning monsters, picking up guns and such and trying to find uh trying to find the exit until you are, well, you find the exit and then you are taken back out of the dream to the hospital. And that's, I think the, the main part of the gameplay loop here. Does that sound right?
1: That is uh, Hmm. those are the, that's, those are the broad strokes. you Uh, You missed the one big thing though. Oh
3: yeah.
1: I mean the, the Mario the, levels.
3: The Mario levels.
1: <laughs> uh indeed, the meta progression, if you will, is done. We'll get to,
3: we'll get to Mario. All right, okay, right okay, okay. okay.
1: But uh so yeah, each level um you are only given one chance to get through that particular iteration of the level. If you die, boom, you go back to the hospital, you have to start the level over again. Now it's the same level, but it's been reconfigured. Um so there is like procedural not exactly procedural, but randomly generated levels. It's got, you know, a nice library of, of modules. The modules are all sort of shuffled together and populated. Um the, the, the each level is like themed. It should be noted. You play through a level, like uh, I believe it's there's, there's three parts generally. And um, the, so the, the, the exact placement of the enemies is always randomized, but, each of those three sections is going to have the same uh is is pulling from the same hopper of monsters Mm -hmm. but like the way that it's uh the level is laid out where the secrets are located where the loot's located where the exact monsters uh are placed is going to be different each time and the game does a pretty good job of giving you a fresh experience even if you have to replay a level over and over again because you you got you got got but during that time, you pick up loot, and the one crucial thing that I wanted to point out, Scott, is that uh, p- crucial part of the uh, the loop is that when you get to the end of the level, before you go back to the hospital, if you successfully complete the level, you're given the opportunity to keep one of the guns that you have looted, and bring that with you onto the next level. Um, and but even if you die in
0: that level, you still you still keep that weapon. You just have an opportunity to, to change out which weapon you want to keep
1: indeed uh but if you find a new weapon if you want to keep that new weapon you do have to successfully complete it right that has been an issue for me once or twice Uh, (laughs) well i think uh and then the asylum section should be noted real quick that it does begin to expand a little bit every time you beat a level there's a new doctor's note as you get further and further in the game the your the door into your room is left ajar or can be opened, and you can start exploring the hospital a little bit i mean i'm 12 hours in and i've only explored like three hospital levels and uh admittedly um the Wait, asylum section is, is underwhelming in this, my opinion this game
0: What's is the, i think too long what is the completion time? I,
1: I looked it up and uh let's see here according to google it takes 20 hours to beat the main game oh okay which
0: yeah i think like that sounds right i saw i was watching a developer interview and he said it was something like Maybe generously like thirty to forty hours to beat. I think maybe he was talking about like one hundred percenting it. But uh, other people's like YouTube playthroughs, I see like maybe an hour ish per per three stage uh uh level. So like ten, yeah, but like ten to twelve, maybe fourteen sounds about right. I think.
1: <laughs> oh, well, they're not they're not on the levels I'm on at the moment, and <laughs> with the weapon selection that I have, I have poorly chosen. I, guess um, maybe, I liked uh... this game a lot more until today. I, I was mm-hmm. playing a lot of it, and then I took like a break over the weekend. I was busy, and I sat down with it today for a few hours, and it was the worst few hours I've had with this game. Oh. I'm I'm on some hard levels, and I picked a bad gun to hold on to. Oh, Basically, so you just, like, are stuck and you can't beat it with. Yeah, well, so I have the well. I finally have moved on to a new gun, but I, there were like three or four pardon me, two or three levels where I was stuck with this legendary rocket launcher that was awesome, except for these levels, which are very tight and cramped. Uh And the amount of me blowing myself up (laughs) was getting to be very annoying. Um, And then I finally found a gun uh, that I thought would be my salvation going forward. And I could see myself keeping it throughout the rest of the game, Uh, a plasma rifle, a very good sort of like general purpose assault rifle, high damage, cool effects, good sound effects and alas i was i got to the end of the level and i was not allowed to keep it because i have yet to upgrade the meta progression upgrade of <laughs> saving level three weapons so i had to cast it back and instead now i have like some legendary magic book which is i don't know it's okay but it's kind of underwhelming anyway uh that spiel that i just did uh, kind of highlights the fear that i had going to this episode which um sort of the level of granularity that uh uh, the the level of detail in the commentary that that i have come prepared with is uh a few layers deeper <laughs> than just like is this a clone of doom or not what makes it different from other fpss like <laughs> i have uh some notes that are 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 very uh, are very in depth but real quick anyway, about about I'm sure the we'll weapons. get to some of them yeah about the weapons great selection of weapons i think the, weapon the shooting in this game yeah.
0: feels good it is. It is really nice. I think there's a good diversity of weapons you have,
1: and they all uh, have random effects, different different stats, different uh, cool, neat abilities. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and like and lots of wackiness to it too.
0: Where like, um, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of the weapon design in this game feels really tight and smart. Like the knife. So every every weapon in this game has a main attack and a secondary attack. A pretty cool, uh, but B like the the types of secondary attacks that you have going on are actually like pretty interesting for shooter games. Um also particularly for this genre. Uh like your melee ga- uh melee weapons, you know, you have things like knives, <laughs> claymores, uh, and like the knife, like just to kind of underscore this, like the knife just has like a really quick um quick like infinite ammo slash thing. And then the uh secondary thing you can throw the knife. And I believe the throwing knife also has infinite ammo, right? Yeah. That I felt was like mm like Good idea, very good idea. Possibly the best idea in this game is the chainsaw grappling hook, where ah, oh, just chef's kiss of uh, of weapon ideas. But you have other things that are like you have three ammo types: you have light ammo, heavy ammo, and magic ammo, and um. Light ammo things are, you know, like pistols, I guess uh, you can get a bow, sawed off shotguns, SMGs, a minigun, uh, heavy stuff. You know, you got your regular bazookas, grenade launchers, uh, sticky grenades, all sorts of good ideas, and uh, magic items in here, uh, like poison staffs, uh, tomes of fire that, like, really cool, like, open up away from your view and like the pages are flipping back and forth like towards the enemies, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and all of overall- these have like
1: distinct sort of projectiles and behavior, which mm-hmm. like makes it engaging and interesting and adds a lot of variety that isn't just, you know, aim as quickly as you can at the most vulnerable part of the enemy and hit left click. Like there is a lot more going on in the weapon selection than and- just and you- shoot as fast as you
2: can. Can you drill into that? Because that was my experience. Is like, there's the enemy. Take uh, whatever weapon you have. Doesn't matter which one, hmm. and just click it, and it goes. Well,
1: see, I I feel like there's maybe a missed opportunity in the design. I wish that there was like a some kind of a skill tree that you could, you know, uh, re-roll constantly to kind of build a new type of uh playing style to 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 that that plays to the strengths of whatever legendary weapon you're currently like bringing from level to level um so to drill down into that uh the for example well i mean the way that the actual like physical projectiles work like they're not all just bullets they're not all just tiny projectiles Flying straight forward. So, right out of the gate, like in the very first level, as you say, Scott, like the example of the knife, it's like it's a melee, uh, you know, horizontally cutting weapon that you have to be close to use it, or you can use the projectile, which I think is a little slower. I don't quite recall. So, like each weapon has different behavior that isn't just uh, like in Counter Strike, how like, you know, all the sort of the rifles and things sort of behave the same way. Um, there are bullets where it is a small projectile and it's going more or less forward. Um, of course, you have variety in how quickly those bullets move. But then with these different types of weapons, the projectiles are different sizes. Um, they have different, like, you know, ballistics in that, for example, the the grenade launcher that I was I was riding for a while that I was complaining about, you know, very short range, but you have to kind of account for, like, the arc. Uh, all the different magic weapons, some of them are, like, heat sinking. Some of them automatically go out. Some of them spawn creatures that you can create. So I guess what, my point, what I was tra- saying initially is that yeah, since the projectiles all behave differently, each gun you do have to use it um, in a way that that isn't all samey. Because I mean, it would have been it, how how boring would it have been if, if all of these different weapons were just reskins of an AK forty seven? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm
2: saying is that they they, they are not. There's distinct uh, you know behavioral differences. I but uh, the 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 lived experience though of uh, okay, I've got that magic staff. It's got the heat seeking and or the eyeball thing i don't know what i'm holding exactly but like... i think i know what you're talking about the eyeball that <laughs> but yeah so flies the... around and attacks enemies i think you can uh, if i'm not
1: mistaken I, I only picked up that weapon a, a handful of times but i leave i believe you could control it like you have like a laser pointer and you can kind of dictate where it goes um i i might be kind of kind
2: of guessing but um well do you yeah. know where i always wanted to go where is it right to the thing that I wanted to shoot. That's why I'm always clicking and it's going out there onto the target. And so it's just always this game of like, yep, it's it's some form of click left clicking on the target. And maybe you have to wait a second before it blows up. And and, and in some cases, maybe you have a shotgun where there's lots of pellets. Maybe you have uh you know, rapid fire. Maybe you're shooting ice things, but in every single oh, case, yeah. it's just uh, Different it's elemental just, effects too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Elemental effects. I mean, yeah, And there are grenade launch. There is an arc sometimes, but in every case it's always just like a, uh you know it's it's you're killing the thing by either you know explosive by causing damage to it well and,
1: uh, well i mean i will admit that in a shooter game indeed you will you will be
2: needing to <laughs> shoot
1: uh, <laughs> well, however, okay I... let's think about halo
2: can we think about halo for a moment no. sure. that's you want to talk about like interesting like uh um a first person shooter where yeah the like all the enemies are not just simply like point at them and shoot some of them have <laughs> little shield things. They, 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 there's a little weak spot at the bottom where you can shoot through the bottom or the top, but most of the time you have to throw a grenade behind it. Other ones are, um, you know, they'll have a very dangerous close range of broad attacks that can jump at you. And so like invisibility, we're talking yeah. like a true, like you have to adapt to what the enemies are doing. And this one, what they're all running at you, or they're all flying at you. I mean, there it didn't feel like it didn't give me that level of engagement that you would get out of something with in, better in enemy the, design.
1: In the example that you're giving of Halo, yeah, there is great uh shooting gameplay variety in the enemy behavior. Absolutely, I think in this game, the shooting variety, the ex, the, the shooting experience, the variety that's offered is in the different levels and the different mm. uh wacky weapon. Uh, combinations and things. And I will admit that I too felt like in the first, uh, oh, I don't know, half a dozen levels or so the first, you know, four, five hours. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of um, enemies running towards me or flying towards me. So I, I, I see where you're coming from. I think that uh, later in the game, uh, there is a bit more variety in enemy behavior but you know there could stand to be more certainly um but i, I think you're undervaluing the uh, the diversity of experiences to be had from the arsenal in this game i think the guns well, behave distinctly and that it is it is interesting um but I think, and that perhaps it's limited by the weapon selection and the level design that's offered in the first 6 hours of the game
0: yeah i think i think that's it 100% cuz i think that like i'm i'm sort of in in the middle where like I think the weapons like play really well, but they're not given an opportunity to play really well mm. and in like and I was thinking this exactly same thing about Halo with like the halo sandbox and you get into like a combat environment and there's a lot of different um movement options you have to like juke your enemies out and a there's a lot fewer of them um but b like your um your decision making ability in that combat space is. Much more fluid and frantic. I found myself like, yeah, in the first like handful of of worlds and levels and Nightmare Reaper to just kind of be cheesing the game by like going into a big combat arena and then backing out immediately into the little doorway and just being like, okay, <laughs> come to me, bam, 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 um, until I got um, this legendary uh, shotgun that had a uh, an affix to it of like uh, shoots random shoots a random projectile. And at first, I thought that meant like, oh, it'll shoot a different random. Uh, projectile every time but it's just like oh this one shoots like the same projectile just you know out of a selection of whatever and it shot out like these I can only describe them as demonic bowling balls from this shotgun uh no idea what they really were but uh that really opened up the play space for me because I'm like okay now like I have this like laughably overpowered weapon I can go into these environments that I think are like okay uh maybe andrew you can fill us in on the movement mechanics here in a minute but like the the movement in the early part of the game feels a little stifling um and maybe if you have the chainsaw grappling hook you can kind of get around that a little bit but like it's it feels a little limiting and overwhelming from a movement perspective which i can kind of get for like the early game like you know it's it's hard you know you want to make like a pun punishing you know Overbearing experience to keep that kind of um, live die repeat gameplay loop going, but yeah, like once I was kind of able to get a little bit more fluid movement options, like okay, this feels like it's starting to move, like evolve a little bit, getting some higher level weapons with uh, some like more interesting affixes to them, like okay, yeah, like this is starting to to feel more. Uh, combat arena e like you would see in like a Doom 2016 or like Doom Eternal kind of deal. Um, But it it felt like it just took too long to get there. And I had this really bad experience of A, playing the demo like, I don't know, six months ago, and really liking it. And I'm like, oh man, this feels great. I can't wait to play this for the podcast eventually. So I was super excited when Andrew picked it. I'm like, yes, okay, great. Uh, I had bought like the actual version but the I, I put maybe like five or six hours into the demo before kind of burning out. and be like, oh, I'll put this away for later. But surely my demo progress will carry over, right? <clears throat> no, I had to start all the way over from the beginning. I'm like, oh, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's start over from the beginning. And it just, it felt so grindy to get back in. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to. I think I've gotten to the same part where I fell off last time. Um, and if it was like, having those um, movement options that you've kind of alluded to, Andrew, as the game opens up, if those came in a little earlier, I feel like I would be more into it than where I'm currently at.
3: Indeed. You're you're where you were when you fell off before.
0: Are you feeling the same fall off at that same spot? I think I'm feeling worse, actually, because uh, when Uh I was playing the demo, I think, now I I might be wrong, listeners can write in and correct me, uh, but when I was playing the demo I thought for sure one of the um traversal movement options was being able to ledge grab and being able to like oh like these there's platforming sections throughout the game they're optional you get some nice loot
1: at the end of it oh thank really god ready. for that oh, some uh, of those are <laughs> terrible
0: I thought they were okay I mean like they're they're not great
1: but like you know there's some they're, of them I that was uh, yeah no generally I thought it was in it was it was, it was a good addition yeah but there are a few um, like oof but, but they're like, optional like,
0: but there were a bunch of times where I, like I've just missed the ledge of of a platform puzzle and be like, Ugh! and then you have to like jump through a spike pit to get to the start, and then you gotta try it all over again. I thought uh, I am gaslighting myself one hundred percent into thinking that the demo had a ledge grab option to it. That when you go through this uh, bamboozling upgrade tree system, um, I think is has been moved to a an upgrade tree unlock, and I saw that and I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I had that option before. Are you telling me this whole time I've been playing with something that got moved into this goofy upgrade system, and then like my enthusiasm just kind of dived off a cliff off of that?
1: Interesting. I I had no idea that the, such an option was uh, in store for us. So like uh yeah, the early levels are kind of these small. They're like cave themed, and it's like very um fairly tight quarters. You're, you're It's the level design is pretty rudimentary initially and in terms of movement um yeah yeah, you're kind of slow WASD movement you're jumping around you have a decent jump height um that's about it and then as you play the game over the course of the next like 10 hours you unlock a dash which can be used to help you get over you know gaps and things and to avoid attacks and things like that eventually you get a double jump eventually you get a better dash you get faster (laughs) You get a grappling hook at like level at like pardon me at like hour eight. Um, but I agree, that's way too slow. These upgrades uh, should be coming quicker, and uh, it's unfortunate that the game is paced in that way.
0: Can we talk about. I think it's real- an issue for sure. I think we have to talk about the real nightmare of this game, of the <laughs> upgrade system.
1: Yeah. All right. So number one. I, I, we got to figure out a term for this Uh, where a game gives you an upgrade that feels like should have just been the bog standard default. Uh, That's, that's like a terrible feeling. It's like, all right, great. I unlocked this thing. And it's like, Oh yeah, th- I really should have had this right at the gate. Like you're starting like ammo pools way too small. Uh, Initially I think you're only out able to carry like two guns and that is, that's no good because the fast, case gameplay is getting broken up by you not having enough ammo and needing to switch guns so you have to like pull open your inventory drag the one of the guns that's not selected <laughs> into one of the hotkeys eventually i'm at four gun slots at the moment and four feels pretty good and it probably just should be that's probably just be standard um and there's all these little tiny upgrades that are Oh plus plus five uh additional ammo, plus five additional health, plus I think what one of them small them two, percentage of like oh go two ahead.
0: percent weapon quality upgrade.
1: Give me a break. Like they <laughs> and and of course it's been alluded to. Who wants to who wants to tell us all of this unfortunateness is wrapped in a mini game?
3: Yeah, you're playing Super Mario 3. <laughs> like wait, what? wait,
2: wait, wait, no, that would be a huge improvement if it was Super <laughs> Mario 3.
3: This a Super Mario, it uh, Super Mario 3 is to this as Doom Eternal is to Doom Original hmm. in terms of quality.
1: Well, yeah, something <laughs> to that effect, uh, except that Doom is, a, of course, a genre uh, uh, creating a classic, uh, but um, uh, yeah, this uh, so so in order to, yeah, so you pull up the the skill tree for it's not even a skill tree, excuse me, because they're not really branching points, it's like you pull up the meta unlocks and it is laid out in this cutesy ui where it's like your character has like a handheld that looks like that you know flip open uh game it's boy like a, advance like a nintendo ds or something yeah like... yeah or ds and and oh, yeah, uh yeah. and you have a little overworld like you're playing super mario brothers 3 and you move your little character to a upgrade it says hey plus 10 maximum ammo of whatever type and then in order to, it's, it's, there's a requirement in game money currency that you've been collecting throughout the levels dropped by enemies and whatnot. Um, not only do you have to pay the money, you also have to then beat a little side scroller level, which is all four of us. I, I don't know. I read a little bit online. Some people seem to like this feature You know that it breaks it up, that it's like relaxing all four of us hated it.
0: Well, I will say Uh-oh. when I was, when I was in Three the demo, us. when I was in the demo phase of playing this game. I thought it was cute and I thought it was unique and novel. And I think the, the more that I've engaged with it, the more that I've come to realize this might be in my short list of like worst video game tech trees of all time.
1: (laughs) Initially. All right. Well, I, I mean, I was like down initially to do it like a handful of times, but then I realized just how many, so I'm on, I'm on the sixth. I'm about to get to the sixth world of unlocks and the they start they keep introducing mechanics like new mechanics to these levels they also give you two other games to to unlock different things one that's like kind of a, a pokemon parody another one which is like a space game not interested i'm here to play an fps i'm here to loot these random levels and to have a good time And uh, to get that satisfying feedback of destroying waves of enemies and successfully navigating the level and making it on to the next challenge. I am not here to play a um, subpar side scroller. Now, mercifully, I did some research and there is an option to uh, disable these, these games. Now, you still have to deal with the interface of like moving around the little map and like clicking on it. But at least you no longer have to beat the levels to successfully unlock the thing and uh you know maybe there was a pop-up message i could have missed it we know i have a bad track record of missing uh in-game information but this they need to like make it abundantly clear that these are optional <laughs> mini games i would
3: never have found it yeah never so, in a million
1: years I, I even after i was told it existed i had trouble navigating the the, <laughs> the menu to find it i'm like well i don't see it on this list it's like oh i can scroll up and down but it was it was not uh, a super good uh user experience it was not clear that i could scroll up and down and then furthermore there is actually three different ones that you have to disable and uh yeah not uh, not great uh, a bunch of wasted time upgrades and then it's all bundled in just this horrible horrible Doesn't... minigame situation
2: Doesn't this make you doubt um, the um, uh, competence (laughs) of the developer when they think that this is such a great feature that it has to be included in the game? And only after getting feedback that it sucks do they begrudgingly add the option to turn it off. It wasn't begrudgingly. We don't know that for sure.
1: I mean, wisely, they have an option to skip it. And also, fortunately, I'm at the point in my gameplay experience where I only have to go to unlock something I don't know, once an hour, like very rarely, but at the beginning of the game, you're doing it all the time. And it's just like, yes. this is God awful. And, I think and that now way- we, we have brainstormed a bunch of great ways to to fix this this issue. And there are, I mean, offering an option to just turn it off, great, that's convenient, but like there's, there's potential here to make something a little bit better. And it's unfortunate that they did not, the designers did not explore uh, ways to make this less grating.
0: Well, I think that, like, this game launched in early access in 2019 and then 1.0 in 2022. So there was plenty of time for changes to be made to that. And I think, like, the accessibility stuff like that was probably an answer to it. But I think, like, we might be in the minority of people that were like, it's it's not for us. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, but I can imagine, like, throughout that early access testing period if people really hated it they would have taken it out or done something like different because it doesn't it's not like integral into the mechanics of the game like it's not like oh the whole like the plot of nightmare reaper revolves around the goofiness of this mini game like it seems like something that either could have been like an um uh, like an optional side thing like it almost reminds me of like no one's gonna get this it feels like an
1: like, opportunity to have done something interesting and instead right. it was to it, it the end result is just something that's frustrating or like um you take for something like um, us at least
0: um like project gotham racing had a little mini game in it that some people might remember called uh geometry wars and it was a side thing it didn't have anything to do with the main game but it was like a fun neat little easter egg and i think that like the little like platforming pokemon and uh i don't know like um space exploration game mini games that are in this like yeah they they're, they're like cute in their own right and if like those were like linked together into some like easter egg thing that existed like like in the hospital like if you were running around the hospital and you found like an arcade cab and you just like went in to play that and it was like totally separate from the rest of the game like that would be like a fun kind of kind of thing but or, like or maybe it was like you get, uh, uh, like, a little bit of extra money for
3: for, for beating the arcade game. Yeah. Just, a, like, a little perk or something, but...
1: Totally. Yeah. But by default, requiring it to get the unlock, which mostly unlocks garbage, but there are a few that are necessary, and they are, like, just sort of sprinkled in, and so it's like, you have talking... to engage with the system.
0: Andrew, you were talking about the grappling hook, like, the the traversal mechanism that for that being like basically necessary for some of the later
1: well sorry to be clear the grappling hook you get by default it's like you pick it up in a level but like for example i recently i was shocked i'm I'm just going through the monotony of like unlocking stuff and going through the little mario overworld and then i saw like i like the last i i i just unlocked something super boring that was like you know plus Whatever percentage of like coins or something, it's like, okay, great. I guess I'll be seeing more of this mini game uh, interface. <laughs> and then the next block I saw was mid air dash, and I was like, whoa, what? Like, this is this gem is hidden in here. And so, you know, it's not as if I could have like ignored the entire upgrade system. It's like, no, you got to get to like worlds four of the upgrade system and get this pretty, not necessarily mandatory, but like supremely useful uh movement ability midair dash you kidding me come on that's great um and to to stick it in in a hard to reach spot like that is just pretty pretty silly uh but will does it make me doubt the competence the designing prowess of the designer uh <laughs> i mean it is a pretty baffling choice but <laughs> i think this i i think the designer of nightmare reaper mr reaper mr or ms or uh, john reaper whoever they are um I think as definitely a talent for retro FPS design.
2: Well, let me, let me give my my hypothesis here and uh, let's see if this is Oh yeah. Well. Please, please. So this is what this is what I, I don't know is this the first game this person has developed? I, I, I... No, they
0: they developed another kind of a uh, shoot 'em up RPG game in 2015.
2: Well, uh, I'm a, I'm going to stick by this anyways. I, I think what happened was that like way back when they were getting their CS degree or whatever and uh, they're they're making these really like, you know, intro to video game design classes, he basically made, you know, these kind of three terrible little mini games and then like, hey, you know, I'm making this new game. What do I do with this old coat? Oh, I know. I recycle it. I'm just going to stick that right into the game. Perfect. And that's what happened here. Because that's oh. the only thing that like, it's just, it's as a standalone thing. It looks like a uh, a very much an undergraduate student's like first game ever made like with just absolutely the worst quality um, and the most infuriating uh, uh-uh. gameplay where like you're like the little Mario. Like you, the, the, the puzzles are like, you have to jump at the right time when the overhead <laughs> hang is like right next to your head and you just can't. And then when you die, you don't die. You come back and you do it over and over again because they won't let you out. You have to finish it. And you're just—it's just—it's maddening. It's maddening. Have I ever told
0: you the definition of insanity? <laughs> right. uh, it's
2: uh—it's pretty rough. Uh,
0: I feel as like good, the the mini games mm. are are baffling and frustrating, but I don't think that like that that makes me doubt like the developer's competence. I feel like like Nightmare <laughs> Reaper as like a game outside of the tech tree, I really like, and I want like I have this maybe like a, a whole page and a half of stuff in my Google Doc here but like. What would I do with like this theme to make it better or different? Um, but like I f- I feel like this game is was is successful for uh for a developer here and kudos to them and I hope they they take this I think this this theme, the idea of like you're in in a asylum and like you don't know if like what's real and what's like your your psychosis is like is a great idea. I just don't think it's like perfectly executed here. But I think this game is successful enough for them to kind of take the concept and like do do it like a Nightmare Reaper two with it. And as long as it doesn't have the Tech Tree mini games, I think it should probably be pretty good. Um, but Andrew, I wanted to get your opinion because you're you're uh, very skilled at these old school style shooters. Oh <laughs>
1: um, uh, well, what can I say?
0: I I uh, sometimes get into a rut with them with level design. And yeah. I think particularly with procedural generation here in Nightmare Reaper, it maybe adds to the frustration factor some where I have no idea where to go. And this was particularly bad in my playthrough last night where I was- uh, oh, dis- oh,
1: oh, sorry, I, I misunderstood initially. I thought you were saying in general with retro games, but this was an exception. No, apparently you, yeah. you have navigation issues with, with the game uh, I mean, that we're discussing. Okay. Yeah, because
0: like this one's felt- like, especially difficult because, yeah, you have, like, these prefab, like, rooms that are then randomly assembled on top of each other. That works, like, pretty well, but there's a lot of dead ends. And I was about to fight the second boss the other day, and I was literally running around the the map for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Normally, they take, like, Oof. you know, a little less than 10 minutes each to beat, which is not too bad. But I was, like, doubling my time because I was, like, I don't know where the hell to go to find this final boss fight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, I've explored over here. And you have your little uh, uh, mini-map on the side of the of the screen, which is kind of helpful. The mini-map the, is helpful, but the, uh, the doors, it's a problem. Yeah, the, the, the door uh, color is very similar to the wall color. And it's like only one pixel tall. And you're just like, where the hell is it? Mm-hmm. I was like, hunting around forever. I eventually found it. But I was like, oh, man, like that just, it just sapped so much energy out of me. Uh, to find it. So my question to you, Andrew, is as someone who's very skilled in these um, classic style 2.5D shooters, did that like, did it feel like you were well prepped to find those uh, those kind of exits to to parts of the level or did, it, or was this like, also was challenging?
1: Great question. So the kind of uh, part of the sort of foundational uh one, one of the big elements of fps design in general especially retro fps design is the level is the level design itself it's that'll you know make or break uh an old school fps um and there are lots of examples throughout gaming history of good and bad level design um but it this this game is very interesting in that it doesn't it's not really beholden to the same type of rules the not the exact same retro level design rules uh so old school let's see here, like uh you know talking about like the 3d realms 2.5d games like you know blood and duke nukem um also quake is a pretty decent example um they are often maligned for being confusing and labyrinthian and it's easy to get lost in these levels and not know where to go exactly what you're describing um where there's like there'll be a lot of backtracking for example all right i found the key card now i'm gonna backtrack to the level to where I, i saw the door and i'm gonna use it and that can be really frustrating or it can be really interesting um like what you do with that backtracking um and this particular, this game has a little bit of backtracking, um, but it's less of a, it's it's less of an issue because they're not like especially sprawling levels. Um, what, what's my point? Uh, this game is di- sometimes difficult to navigate for a different reason because the levels aren't like designed in a bespoke way um, with like a intended path. Um, sometimes an old school FPS design, that intended path would be like really Out there, and it'd be like, Wow, I don't know why the designer would expect me to to figure that out. But in this game, um, the intended route is well, you know, randomly generated because you've got all these different modules put together. The mini map, I guess, is yeah, is the biggest problem. Uh, the minimap does not do a very good job of filling itself out it will leave a bunch of blank spaces that uh, of walls that you didn't walk right up to which is really frustrating so <laughs> I had similar experiences to you the short answer is I had similar experiences at times um, because you're looking for that one little like cube of uh, of color that's a little bit different um, and there are different cubes that are or colors uh, that indicate like there's different doors like there's a red key and a blue key and a yellow key. And, um, yeah, that is, uh, frustrating and it doesn't feel good to be like midway through a level and be like, well, I'm lost. Should I just quit and reroll and have it generate me a new layout? Cause there were a few times where that happened. Generally, I was not lost, but it did happen. Recently, recently, I found myself running around a level because it turned out that I needed to go down an elevator. I needed to use an elevator but the elevator was already down at the bottom of the shaft. So I would jump to the bottom of the shaft and be like, well, there's nowhere to go. And then I realized, oh, no, wait, there is in fact a button back up at the top of the shaft, not next to the entrance to the elevator, but like in the elevator shaft. It's like, well, that's sloppy and a bummer. And uh, in this game where you don't have to worry as much about old school retro FPS getting lost, um, it somehow found a new way to be (laughs) To to get the player lost, which is is a bummer. Yep.
2: Can, can I ask you? I'm gonna ask you a question about this because I think it. Uh, I mean, I know my answer here, but uh, yo, would this, would this be better if each level was just bespoke and built with like you know a purpose in mind?
1: I don't think so because we have plenty of games like that already. This well, just I, because I,
2: it be, just because plenty of games do that doesn't mean it's bad. In general, if more games are doing it, it might in fact mean that that's a good. Like sure, design. sure, sure. If the levels were bespoke,
1: and, and then you wouldn't get to enjoy the wealth of weaponry. I don't. think I, I what, have a why middle ground.
0: I have a middle ground question to Andrew about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Will's getting at is instead of like, I mean, like the the levels that we have in Nightmare Reaper right now are, are like they're kind of bespoke. They're like you know obviously like modules that are like glommed onto each other randomly, well, like semi randomly. But like, what about something like Enter the gungeon where like those are like prefab rooms. Like they're very like specific. They have like very specific purposes to them. Um, and they are designed as like combat arenas. Like you go in, it's combat arena time, right? Get, you know, get your gun out, start shooting stuff. And then when that's over, you have an option to do like pick pick like what you know room you want to go to next to kind of do something different, versus what we have now, which is just kind of like every room is a combat encounter. Well, I guess like except for the platforming stuff, but eh, and there's like dead ends. Eh, like it feels like the what Will's getting at is more of like, what if we had more kind of like Enter the Gungeon style levels here versus what we currently
2: have? Not really what I'm getting at. I mean, well, like no, that- that's <laughs> definitely what
1: <you're> <laughs> I mean. So, what- but uh, yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about that Will and what this game, what what uh, the challenge oftentimes with FPS, for, for single player FPS games is entering an encounter, losing, dying, and then having that opportunity to, all right, well, I'm going to try this challenge again. I'm going to try a different, you know, weapon. I'm going to try a different approach. I'm going to try to explore the level, see if I can come at this from a different angle. Like this particular combat encounter is besting me and I need to figure it out it's a bit of a a combat puzzle and so this game unfortunately kind of robs you of that ability because every time you die um you're not gonna you're not going to get an opportunity for that encounter again uh except for with the exception of the bosses the bosses are all kind of set so it's i'm a little bit torn um about about that i think on the one hand it's great that there's like such a there's so much this game offers so much variety and like replayability and like because of the way the game is structured, where you only get one chance at a particular level and then it re rolls it. Um, because of that, the level of content, and the experience is is like way longer, and I appreciate that there being a longer experience to enjoy. And I think on average, Nightmare Reaper has the depth and breadth of content to make that experience worthwhile, um, but. When the game is not working, like in my <laughs> case of having picked the wrong gun to save, um, and I've and I read a few similar stories online about that, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I I I picked the wrong gun to come over, or I, I picked the wrong gun at the end of the level, and then it just so happened by chance that particular gun did not mesh well with the next level that I was given. And now there is an opportunity to loot new guns mid-level, but um, unfortunately, the choice of. Uh, gun that you save does does sort of inform that right. um yeah I, I think there's 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 you come to nightmare reaper for that randomized experience and and if you want to play highly linear first person shooters there's a ton oh, of wow. great ones all the ones that scott just discussed
2: there 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 is another option though and i, and I want to like point to one of my favorite games of all time um seven days to die they have uh, the points of interest, though those POI, which are all very bespoke. They're all a maze, essentially, but they they are designed in a way that you know here's your entrance point. They make it so that this is the easiest, like essentially, the path of least resistance. And so you can like cheese it up, and you just carve your way through like the house if you wanted to, but like it's much more difficult. And and what they what you get out of that is like really interesting experiences where um you're walking in suddenly the ground cracks underneath you because you walked onto a plank then you're falling into a pit with like all these things around you and like you know it, it's it's action-packed it's, it's exciting it's surprising and it's really it's just every time it's done with a, uh, a kind of an artist sort of like flair for like innovation about what what this experience is And every POI is different. And so I can just, and they're all kind of like based on like a kind of a level, like level one, two, and three, like of difficulty. And so very similar to this though, uh, you could just have like every time you die and start another level, you're getting a different POI sort of experience where it's the same sort of level, but it's still a bespoke experience? I think that that might be um, a more interesting way of doing it because honestly, how I feel right now is like, I'm going to hold down W and I'm going (laughs) to hold down left click. And that's my experience. I'm just flooring it and I'm running through and I'm just like, there's there's not really much of a reason. To, sometimes doing a little A and D so that I can, you know, do, do, dodge a moment. I don't see in, the issue know, but, here. Huh? I don't see the issue. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's not fun. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> I,
1: I think but that kill. that chainsaw, particular the strategy, grappling the grappling hook, which should, I don't think we've pointed out the way the grap- chainsaw grappling hook works. Right click is the grappling hook and that connects you to an enemy and then flings you towards it. So that you are now within chainsawing range, which is is admittedly fairly fun. Also, you can use it to navigate. Um, The strategy you're describing will, I can tell you, will not hold up in the later levels. And I think maybe the hold down W and shooting, uh, the fact that that is a viable strategy for as long as it is in the game is probably a design problem. Mm -hmm. And again, speaks back to to the issue we were discussing earlier, where it's like the meaningful upgrades should not the meaningful upgrades <laughs> should be front loaded uh, a bit more um i would say that yeah uh, navigation i don't know it can yeah it can be a bit of an issue but um as far as like the design the, the idea of like having like this bespoke design levels is sort of the, there in that the modules are pretty well designed but again the way that they're going to be laid out is, is is different each time um and, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, this is a very interesting game. And I was ready to, like, come in and, and um, discuss, like, a lot of, like, very pedantic, like, specific things. But, um, yeah, instead we're having sort of this more uh, broad strokes conversation, which I, I think is good and valuable, too. Um, what was your favorite gun? To, my favorite gun, I've yet to find it. Uh, no, of all the, the, so the, the subtypes. Oh, okay thanks for asking colin well, let me tell you um for all the talking i did about how oh wow all these projectiles behave differently and it's so interesting and so much variety um i really like the ak-47 It's a good execution <laughs> of the ak-47 uh the double barreled shotgun is very good very reminiscent of the uh you know uh doom shotgun doom 2 shotgun of course uh, the super shotgun i should say and of course the blood uh double barreled shotgun which is an incredible weapon um, but in terms of like wackier and more interesting guns, I I got early on. I got a legendary Molotov cocktail, which had um, the statistic on it of like plus like three hundred percent projectile size. So you'd see <laughs> oh, the little no. like bottle, and I'd throw it, and then it would be just giant on my screen, and it would explode in this huge fireball and it would send out like this flaming shrapnel and it was like it was pretty rad and what was nice about that is that like i i I, the right click is you just like shoot a small thing of flame it's like she drinks it and then like breathes fire so i had the opportunity to do a bunch of splash damage at a little bit of range or Mm -hmm. i could in you know close quarters uh do that And god i wish i had that molotov cocktail on the on the boat level the boat level where i was stuck with my burst firing uh air cannon or whatever it's called grenade launcher that i kept blowing myself up with um yeah so uh that's that's a lot of fun uh but uh no what i wanted to bring up on the topic of the guns i think one of the the stronger parts of the of the game uh these gun sprites woo boy these gun sprites need hey there we go these gun sprites need an upgrade they are i am not it's it's barely an exaggeration when I say these guns look like they're out of Wolfenstein. Really, um, I thought they I thought they
0: looked pretty good because like some of the some of the weapons like you have um, like historical World War II guns. You have uh, something it's like that, in
1: like, Wolfenstein. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, does Wolfenstein have the uh, the the bug launcher <laughs> from Half Life in
2: it? Uh, like,
1: oh, is I, that what that is? I couldn't figure out what the reference. I'm
2: was. almost certain that that's what it that is. I, I mean, think, like sure these
1: think, graphics look like they're from world war ii i, <laughs> I so I, part no, of the I, reason that i compare it to wolfenstein is that it has it, it they with many of the weapons they went the route of the perspective is the gun is in the middle of the screen uh it's in the middle bottom of the screen and pointing towards you like a la a, a wolfenstein or check's quest and uh whereas my preference is a more modern the gun is coming in from you know a rightward angle mm. a th- sort of three quarters angle um and I realize when you got this many guns, that's hard to do. Um, you know, maybe it's not in the art budget. Maybe you're just a single developer, uh, but I think it needs to be done. And it's a very big, uh, a very big part of shooters. The feeling that you get, the the gameplay experience is how those guns look and the, the feedback that you get when you are shooting them, because that is, you know, since it's a shooter, um, you know, the main thing that you're going to be doing. Uh, but all right. Well, I'm not getting much buy-in from you all on that. What <laughs> do you think? How about this? All right. What do you all think of oh and the hand models? Oh good grief, those things are not I good. I feel like I didn't I, I like know.
3: the gun in the center thing doesn't bother
1: me at all. I see. Well, at the very least, like, would you that... would you at least agree that if the gun was still in the center, but at oh I don't know, double the resolution, <laughs> that would be better, right? Maybe uh,
3: you know, here's the
1: thing. Because like... the, the, revolu- the 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 number of pixels expressed <laughs> present in these gun models. Is low well, and it's. I, I mean, I can also I, I see. I I, can also, I disagree.
3: I just dis, I I don't think that this game is trying to sell itself on graphics.
1: Ah, somehow. well then let me re, ah that you, you say that Colin. You However, I would say I would prefer for the aesthetic
3: styling yes. to be better, but I think you could do good guns with the number of pixels that are here. Um, I thought the guns were fine looking. I didn't think that they were particularly terrible or
1: particularly good understood well i mean there are some exceptions i guess even uh, it's not that i hate every model but i just hate the majority of them okay but with regards to the (laughs) level of detail and and to be clear listeners like you could double the resolution of these weapon sprites and it would still look 100% 100% retro like it's it's there's there's mm. there's room for it's not as if it would suddenly look you know uncanny and clash with the rest of the the art direction um but, but you're talking uh, something
0: more like a like weapon uh sprite complexity of something like Proteus maybe right where it's like like, Potent- still kind of spidey, but like, there's yes. more detail in them. But right? the,
1: ba- indeed, the basis of, uh, I, I think the Proteus weapons are probably based on 3D models, may, may, maybe, just sure, based on yeah. looking at like a style. But yeah, um, like, I, I, I want to see a, a, a even a Doom level of, of weapon detail, Duke Nukem level, Shadow Warrior level. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you, you, you said something, Colin, that they're not concerned so much that that this the game the, the main goal of this game is not necessarily to to look visually complicated or, or complex or impressive. Uh I wanted to ask you on the topic everyone, what do y'all think of the enemy sprites? Um from a from a technical standpoint, what do you think of the enemies?
0: I think they were fine, but because this game is way too long, I think they uh, overstayed their welcome because the the
1: sprites of things like um well, before you the, get too much, I'm I'm here yeah. to shock you. You said they are fine. The word was used was fine. Mm-hmm. Would it shock you to learn that these the sprites that we were playing with are in fact a recently released graphical update, and oh. these fine monster sprites used to be. Way worse. <laughs> really? And that's the reason I didn't buy this game for so long. I'm like looking huh. at its screenshots, I'm like, yikes, well, I don't know. I, this I is go try and this find is muddy. This looks like uh, you know, licensed uh the Doom engine back in the 90s to like make a, a low budget game. And hey, look, I understand solo dev, we salute you, but uh, once you start making some cash in that early access, you gotta put that money back into the project, you gotta hire yourself an artist and, and upgrade. I think that's what they finally did. And I okay. believe that the graphical update that I'm referring to where they redid all of the monster sprites came out I, in like the last year, maybe approximately. And it's tough to find direct comparisons. Um, yeah, I, it's I, not, it's really not really documented anywhere, but I've, I've seen some screenshots and some footage and it's like, Ooh boy, that's unfortunate. And I'm hoping that maybe a weapon uh, upgrade is on, on a uh, weapon sprite upgrade is on the horizon, but maybe they're not interested in that maybe perhaps I'm in the minority, but um yeah, and I, I I think that the sprites look pretty decent, but they do unfortunately kind of look like, in my opinion, they they kind of look like a like a first like an early release, and the fact that this is the upgrade is like kind of unfortunate. Yeah,
2: um, it's garbage day. It's just they're terrible. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, like they're all they're all visually
0: distinct.
2: They're visually all... distinct—that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, you have... They're recognizable.
2: uh, They're readable. That's true. Like, you can see an
1: enemy and go, I know what that enemy is going to do to me. I know how I got to deal with this guy. I can
2: see those
0: stupid-ass shotgun zombies from across the map. And I'm like, I ain't going anywhere near them because they are the bane of my existence. And, like, the flying... um, Like, the flying demon things... I guess like there's a couple of them that I kind of get. They're kind of dragon-like. Yeah, like I think like they're visually interesting and they're definitely like different looking than things like the big uh, bloated uh, corpse guys that explode. Um, Yeah, those guys are very
1: aggravating. uh, I think they're fine, but like
0: yeah, like if there was if there was more enemy variety,
1: which to be clear, the game does continue to. Now that I'm thirteen hours in, I mean I'm 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 seeing with every couple of levels i see a new enemy is what i'm that's what i'm trying to say so it does uh switch it up and each level again in addition with having a different theme it's again drawing from a different hopper of enemies but um i get what you're saying there are there were stretches where it's like yo i'm really sick of seeing you know x enemy or y enemy um and i was, was ha- very happy sick to of be
3: seeing them like their visuals uh, or sick of the enemy is Sick of dealing with them, pardon yeah. me. I should
1: be, to be clear, to be clear. I don't think there's any, in this release of the game, I don't think there's any enemy sprite that I find repulsive, <laughs> as I may have if I had tried to play this game earlier. So, uh sorry, it's, it's coming off as uh me being a little insulting to the art department slash to our solo dev. I think the current enemy sprites are, uh on average, pretty decent. And I think some of the monster designs are pretty cool. But uh, one would have hoped that this would have been the starting point. And in an alternate timeline, we would have had the current sprites when the game 1.0'd or the, when the game was in early access, and we would be on to an even better version. I mean,
3: but that's the point of early access. Sure, Like, sure, sure. true, or, like, not the, the BS AAA early access, but, like, actual early accesses <laughs> of, like, I am making this game. Does anyone actually, like, is it worth my time to continue making it? Does anyone... Have interest in this?
1: Sure, 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 and it's it's totally valid to be like, hey, these are you know these these graphics these sprites are good enough. It'll allow me to make a playable experience and a fine tune the gameplay and everything, and that is like evident in I, I think I the, the well done gameplay experience of the final game. Um, and oh, we'll go back at some point, and maybe update the sprites. You know, if we if we have the looking
3: at the super early sprites from Factorio is s- amazing because they're so <laughs> so so bad. But it doesn't matter because, I mean, especially for a game like Factorio, where it's like, I don't care about what it looks like. I care about the raw factory numbers. I think this is like, that I think that's part of the appeal of games like this it, what? Mm-hmm. is that you're not trying to get a visual verisimilitude. Like you're not trying mm-hmm. to make the real world or like- Oh no, 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 certainly
1: not verisimilitude. But I, I feel that the genre- just by its very nature, the visuals are so important because it is literally from a first-person perspective and that you don't necessarily need to have the most realistic graphics, but you need to have cohesive and engaging and visceral graphics, whether they be photorealistic or whether they be stylized. And I think the original sprites were not uh, of a a quality and a style that was really appropriately need. engaging. I
3: wish I could find actual pictures of the the original sprites. So I don't anyway, want to defend them too hard before I've seen them.
1: I understood. I, uh, yeah, I, I could have came prepared with some things, but w- why did I even bring this up? I just thought this was kind of like, this is sort of a funny factoid um, <laughs> that uh, it's like, oh, if you think the sprites are kind of rough now, Will, can you imagine what they looked like a couple of years ago?
0: Um, no, anyway, think, uh... moving on but we'll get to it in a, in a minute with uh, with our similar game segment but oh uh, indeed but there's another it's definitely more of a roguelike experience uh first person shooter 2.5d sprite based game called Post Void holy shit you want to talk graphics oh my god like i almost had to dig my eyes out with a spoon when i was playing that game like it is it is a game let me tell you, uh, but but b- before we do that, I don't know, have we have we said everything that we want to say about Nightmare Reaper before slapping some arbitrary numbers on this? All right. Obligatory, did this game have music? Did Absol- it slap or not?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think the soundtrack for this game is,
0: is pretty dope. Um I think like again, like because this game goes on for so long, I feel like the soundtrack kind of got too repetitive for me. But I think like on its own, just listening to the tracks individually, I think they're good. Um, I don't know from Andrew, from your more uh uh thoroughly developed metal palette than mine. Like, uh-huh. d- does, does our um composer Andrew uh does he pass the uh podcast Andrews uh bar for for metal music?
1: So I definitely like the soundtrack certainly um i do think it's i do feel like it's a little samey so okay so it's a little samey that being said it does not it's not um it's not grading so though i wish there was a little bit more variety and more tracks um i find that it's not annoying at no point do i feel like with Wilder myth where i had to like turn the music off cuz i was just <laughs> sick of hearing cuz there's 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 sort of a risk you take like if you go for like a very specific sure. melody you know like if you're hearing that melody over and over again the, rep- the you know the repetitive nature of that can uh become an unpleasant experience so i i feel like they did a pretty good job and uh, you know the main the main track i think certainly yeah matches and this this is pretty solid yeah definitely um i dig it uh, is there? Do we know what the name of that uh, main like combat theme is? Do we have any idea what that is?
0: Oh, uh, I was looking it up because uh, for playing the podcast episode out, um, Nightmare Reaper OST. I got to spell everything wrong here. Um, gosh, what was it? Because yeah, I feel like that combat theme, especially in the first few levels or worlds. It's the same combat theme and anytime that you encounter an enemy it just starts playing the thing over again like I, I get it I've heard this theme before uh and for games like um like Hades or something that are much more like combat room like yeah you're going to have like the combat music go and then you're going to have something to break that music up as you do different choices along the way um yeah I think uh if if you didn't have to do 3 levels per world and it was just the one world and each world had a different combat encounter theme to it a plus but i think the repetitiveness gets a little on on me yeah those graphics don't look so bad
3: andrew just posted a picture of the old graphics they're fine i mean
1: <laughs> if, if, the, if the design goal if the art library if you know if the art bible says ms paint think ms paint then i suppose these enemies sprites are fine um but uh in my estimation uh no it's ooh, definitely better now it's it is it is an improvement thank goodness i'm glad that they i'm glad they really said it's great I'm glad it was finally in the budget but i feel like uh Whoa. four years was a little uh took a little long
0: those uh three years. those flying enemies look way uglier in that original art uh i think the current version is a pretty substantial upgrade i can i will say this for like for early access stuff like Yeah, you want to focus on like gameplay mechanics and stuff first and art can definitely come later, but art is a pretty integral component. Um, Yeah, I can totally see this being like placeholder. You know, you get like 80% the way they're like, yeah, this is generally what I want them to look
1: like. Indeed. I was just, I was kind of shocked to learn that it took so long for there to be an an upgrade, Um, an update, I should say. Uh, Let's see here. Let me real quick here. Double check my notes to see if there's anything. Anything worth mentioning. Uh question, general question for the for the panel here. How much of a roguelike experience is this? The fact that there is no true permadeath.
0: Well, it's permadeath per level, right? Like if you die in that level, you have to start the level over again. There's no I was thinking about this earlier today, because there's no checkpoint system like you have for other uh classic shooters of of the type. Um in in the developer interview that I was watching, he said that this game is not rogue light or like. It's just like it's a, a boomer shooter that has roguish elements to it. But doesn't yeah. that make so it that's a good way light? to put it?
1: Yeah, it feels like it makes a rogue light. <laughs> I mean, not the the. You put like the eyedropper. What their art is.
0: You put the one little eyedropper bit of rogue into it. Does that contaminate the whole game as rogue light now or? does it have to pass a certain threshold
2: it, yeah i think it was it had to have 3 out of the 5 properties what did they say a long time ago that that rule i'm sure applies here here and, uh, i think uh, I turn that's how based, he says they uh, like
3: it wasn't just will <laughs> making stuff up and then i mean finding, i think you know it's a pretty good Definitive well, source of truth. It. yeah no this it's is <laughs> sure sure
1: well you got to define it somewhere and i think that's as good a definition as it's anywhere a yeah it's it's definitely this got a this bit
3: further on the uh, the less roguelike right on we do, but...
1: and then uh i wanted to add, i just wanted to comment that uh yo this story uh it's a neat device but like i think the actual content execution is rough it's a it's a missed opportunity for sure as i mentioned before each after you beat each level would, would y'all after you beat a level go and read the doctor notes because it would give you a new doctor note each i time. did
0: because i thought like oh this is going to provide some interesting insight into the story and and, and crucially I thought after each uh, stage, so the three stages per level, I thought after each stage, the hospital main hub would open up some mm-hmm. but it doesn't it open it only opens up after each world if or uh, each what did I say level world uh after each three grouping thing that you play right That's when you get like, oh, now the door is open. okay, great, but now I can only go into the hallway like I I feel like it's it's not really... I want like more of that. Like I think it's an interesting, like, cool concept. That yeah, for like Nightmare Reaper two, would be like way cooler to expand upon. But um, yeah, totally. I, I think I think like for this game, <laughs> I guess the, like, the the real quick brush over of my uh, pages of like, ooh, and then I would do this and I would do this from my armchair general perspective. <laughs> like, I think this game would be better if it was more rogue, If this game was more like a a Hades or Tiny Rogues of like you you're descending down various levels and like story-wise so far i haven't really gotten anything super compelling if this game was like you starting off like talking to the doctor and then like you like you kill the doctor and then you're escaping the hospital and going down into the sewers and then going into like caves and further down into like hell or something and like you become the nightmare reaper And then you come back up out of hell and like start raining torment on people on the streets. That would be way cooler. And I feel like that's something that like you could do in this universe, but like, yeah, I feel like there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff to explore with this lore and theme. Indeed, It just isn't, isn't here for this game, but I could totally I,
1: I, I I agree. I think it's a great excuse to be like, well, we have like every type of, um, gun or gun-like object possible because the setting is in someone's head, someone's you know mentally uh, degraded brain um, that's going through various mental trials and tribulations and, and and things. And I I think that I'm not totally sure what the game is trying to say just yet. Maybe it'll become more clear when I beat it. Um, I, I'm not sure what it's trying to say about um, about emotional. Um, trauma and like navigating emotional trauma and like dealing with um, mental issues. Uh, But uh, yeah, I agree. There's definitely an opportunity here and hopefully it can be better seized and executed in, in the sequel. Um, I I just wanted to mention uh, briefly with regards to the the story, the doctor's notes uh, I feel like are kind of a neat idea but again i'm 13 hours in and the 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 long and short of it is patient was admitted patient was admitted the player character who is a pretty cool character should be noted the the the, real quick the character design she looks cool she looks awesome great love it um woman with a bunch of guns and uh sometimes horns sometimes wings sometimes flaming hands always with a gun great cool dig it um Anyway, uh, the 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 story so far in thirteen hours slowly revealed to me is, patient was admitted because she committed some horrible crime, uh, doctor is researching her background or whatever, finds out that she comes from a horribly abusive situation. Now I've I've got finally gotten to a point that's like kind of interesting, which is like. And I am going to do whatever it takes to cure her. Even though the methods and it's like, Oh, what is the, what is the method? Does it have something to do with these wild visions that I'm experiencing? It's like, but yo, this, they're just, spo- they're, they're just doling out these teeny tiny one sentence updates. And it's, it reminds me of, of, uh, my experience in Hades where it's like, yo, I just played 10 hours and you're going to give me one sentence of additional story, like way too slow. I need more story more quickly. Um, and uh, so that is annoying. I, that I was not a fan of. That's that I'm not a fan of. Maybe it'll get better in the final act. Maybe it'll. Uh, those updates will come quicker and will be be more. Uh, there'll be some wild reveals. We'll see. Um, and then the other thing is, I think it's. I think there was an opportunity to like empower, um, empower victims mm-hmm. of bad situations, like this character is. And it's like, ah, oh, she's sort of like, you know, reclaiming her like agency and like fighting these demons, literally these inner demons. She's battling them. Um, she is the reaper of nightmares, et cetera, et cetera. I think there was an opportunity for that. And it's kind of missed by the fact that your character is canonically, at least at this stage in in the storyline, as far as I can tell, is canonically a criminal who's like committed mm. some horrible like murder or mass murder. And it feels bad to be playing a irl um mass murderer you know what this game uh, is maybe missing. there'll be a reveal we'll see I don't this know.
0: game is missing that scene from arnold's total recall where uh the, the doctor comes in and he's like you have to make a decision quade you have to take the pill and come back to reality or you can live in your psychosis filled nightmare for the rest of your life and then you know and then you kill the, the doctor. at him and yeah, yeah, and then, like, you kill the dog, and, like, there's some, there's some <laughs> choice to
3: be yeah, made yeah. there. Sure, about, uh, indeed.
1: Uh, I, I'm yeah, hoping yeah. that there will eventually be a reveal that is, uh, oh, yeah, actually, you know. Eh, I don't no, think the, it needs a story. Just well, I, I, the fact that no. it's there, <laughs> I guess you could just totally ignore it it's just it, it again I can't once I realize my well, way I'm, I'm in this asylum because like Indian I, I murdered story. somebody or I burned it like an orphanage down or something it's still mysterious so uh who knows
2: maybe it'll be it, it absolutely does need I think it need to expand on this I think this is the one thing that maybe like sets it apart and I think that uh taking from to you know w- with the way Scott introed this whole episode from the uh uh Tng's frame of mind with Riker not knowing like is he insane or not like that is the sort of thing like you 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 know, suddenly he's in the hospital, suddenly he's on the on the on the enterprise, and it's just like you bet I'm agitated. I may not, I may be surrounded by insanity, but I am not insane. Like that sort of dialogue could have really done well. I think hiring a voice actor and really digging into that would at least keep me engaged. Because otherwise, what am I? I'm just holding W and left click. So
0: (laughs) it's all you need for a chainsaw. I mean, come on.
2: Uh,
1: indeed. Well. I thank you all for playing this game. It's ever ever since I it's this game has been on my radar a bit for a long time, but then when I heard, "Oh, they upgraded the the monster sprites," I was like, whoo boy." And it was majorly on my my radar. I'm glad I had an opportunity to finally play it and with good company at that.
0: All right. Let's do it. Let's slap some arbitrary numbers on here. Uh let's see. Let's maybe go in order of uh of how much playtime thoroughness uh Colin like pick us off that. with uh with your hundreds of hours of game time here
3: wait are we talking, are we going least to most least to most yes oh very good yes uh well I'll start then um I I feel like so I didn't I did not have enough time to play video games in the last week or two so I did not get very much play time into this um but I got a taste I got the beginning I got some Mario levels I got to to run around I got the chainsaw gun the chainsaw grappling hook gun um and uh I had like a decent time uh I I'm going to give it a 6.5 it's generally not like my kind of game um but I'm also going to reserve the right cuz I I think I am going to try to play more of this game in the future so I might revisit that score at a future time and either become more frustrated at the game or discover the delights of various combinations of grenade launchers and large volatiles
2: so
1: does
2: that make it me yeah uh yeah 5.5 5. um not hitting the uh not gonna hit the, the recommend threshold um yeah, these uh, these old, old, old first, per, you know, old style Doom style first person shooter, Mario stuff, all the stuff we talked about, it's just not gonna cut it for me. And uh, when I look at like the list of r- rankings here, it's like, oh yeah, Eldritch was like the, I think the most similar game, and I gave that one a five. And so I feel like, yeah, this is a better game than Eldritch, but like, it's still not gonna be uh, uh passing the recommend threshold. So five point five, feel pretty good about that well I think i I like the concept of this game a lot. I like the
0: um the boomer shooter aesthetic. I think there's there's a lot of um unexplored territory to apply that to more actual like rogue rogue style mechanics um but I think this game it's it might be just like a curse of like too much of a good thing like if the levels were shorter, if there were fewer of them, if the tech tree was dramatically simplified uh. And you know, you were able to go through more kind of um a run-based nature instead of a level instance one. I think that would that would make this game, I think, better for me. Um so my score for it is a is a 6.5. Uh you know, it's I th- I think it's good. I think like if people play the demo, they can kind of get a sense of like, will this be for me or not? And I think for the people that it will be for. Um, I think they'll have a good time with it. And yeah, I think we kind of talked basically about everything, uh, in it. Um, just make those small changes and <laughs> you'll, you'll climb up a point or two on this arbitrary video game podcast rankings. Um, but yeah, uh, Andrew, take us home.
1: Hey, you know, what does it matter? Like what our opinions are? This game's already successful. It already has a good, solid, hearty fan base. Um, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. So, uh, you know it it definitely was good enough for me for my experience um but i expected to like this game more <laughs> which i'm I, i'm kind of i'm saddened about uh, however it did offer me some uh pretty unique fun and engaging experiences and i'm sure it will continue to um i'm putting it down on my ranking list behind let's see here <clears throat> behind him to the gunja behind last spell behind ftl binding of isaac rim world dead cells number seven nightmare reaper uh, which i kind of flip-flop in like how i rank these games like <laughs> i will to some extent take into account i flip-flop between like how much do i actually like it and how much of a like impressive game do i think it is that may not necessarily be for me in this case i'm definitely leaning into like well for me this game edges out wilder myth um, so it's, a, it's ahead of Wilder myth, just on like my personal preference for this type of genre. And that's just, you know, a totally, you know, personal thing. Um, it is, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm real torn about this game. On the one hand, I, I think here's, here's my greatest accolade for Nightmare Reaper. Um, is that there was a period of over a decade, um, that we're, we're starting to get out of now, thankfully, uh, a period wherein, for single player shooter fans, there were a lack of games with good shooting that you could just sit down and simply play. There were the, it, we were, we were up to our eyeballs. We were lousy with <laughs> shooters that were single players, which felt good to play, but were just loaded down with unskippable cutscenes and unskippable first person set pieces. It was very difficult to find a game where you could just like jump in and start shooting things. (laughs) And that may sound like a simple ask, but uh, the greatest example that comes to mind is uh, Max Payne 3 is Mm. an incredibly tight shooting experience, but it is so awful to replay because the load times are very long. The cutscenes are very long. The story is very thick and you, your experience is just constantly being interrupted. Um, your, your shooting experience is just constantly being interrupted, which is fine. The first time you play it, but once you already know the story beats, you just want to play the game and nightmare Reaper gives you a, a practically, a, a, a practically an endless supply of shooting opportunities that are going to have variety each time because uh those combinations of levels are going to be different the placement of enemies and of course the loot the all-important engaging interesting loot uh is going to keep your experience fresh and keep your experience from being (laughs) anything but a nightmare oh boy number seven on my list
0: well that's going to put the aggregate rankings uh for nightmare reaper at number 22 of the 39 games that we've played, uh, just behind Cult of the Lamb and just ahead of Stacklands. Um, yeah, we've kind of danced around uh, similar similar games. This is definitely like the first first person shooter game that we've had on here. Uh, I kind of talked a little bit about uh, the the eyeball bleeding actual nightmare that is the graphics of post-void, uh, which I think is more kind of like your standard roguelike experience. Um, Andrew, you just got the VR headset. So I would recommend for you to check out Compound, uh, which definitely has that same kind of like old school art aesthetics to it, maybe a little more 3D modeled and and uh complexified. But um yeah, a VR exclusive with this kind of graphic set in a rogue environment sounds like an interesting combo. Um Project Warlock, I, I put a question mark next to because it it's another that that feels very similar to this, and it's like is it really roguey? I don't know, but I feel like that is maybe a more focused experience than what we get with Nightmare Reaper. Um, two sides of the same coin, I think. If you if you like this game, you'd probably like that one a lot. Uh, Impaler is another 3D realm-style looking aesthetic game of just you're in an arena, you impale stuff. It's one room. Go kill go kill things. Uh, Force reboot is that, but way faster. Uh, Void Bastards I played on on uh, Game Pass a long time ago and that was a lot of fun now here, here are some games that I think are maybe more our style for the podcast uh, there's Mortal Sin a first person uh, kind of chivalry style game uh, with let's say an interesting art palette to it, it works it works very well, uh, but interesting uh, you have Rogue Dash F.P for literal first-person 1980 old-school rogue, if you can believe it, with graphics. Uh, You have Barony, which is, like, the same idea, but, like, with actual graphics. And, like, what if Minecraft was a roguelike, but for real? Um, And then kind of at the top of the list in terms of popularity are um, RoboQuest, which you are a robot. Run around, it's like uh, you're a robot, borderlands roguelike, run around shooting stuff, uh, if you can think of it that way. And then, uh, God, what was the last one that I was thinking of? Um, you are, it's four player. Let's see if I can get Google to work here. Four player shooter, roguelike, uh, gunfire reborn. That's it. Uh, you're a bunch of furries running around shooting stuff. Oh. Uh, online co-op furry shooter uh not really furry shooter but you know uh your animals your, your cute Chinese mythological animals running around shooting stuff uh I think RoboQuest is better but you know to each their own. Uh so yeah a lot of similar rogues in the in this genre a lot more than I thought there would be and it's growing every day. So I think we're gonna have a lot of interesting choices to choose from coming down the line. Um yeah, if you want to uh, to get in contact with the show, we've gotten some very nice listener uh, emails. Uh, you can contact us at grogpodzone at gmail.com. Uh, Mastodon is grogpod at place and grogpod.zone is where you can find all of our stuff in one spot. Uh, re- yeah, send us send us some stuff of what you guys would want to see covered on a, on a future listener request episode. We've got one coming up after this next episode. Uh, so send in send in your requests, uh, and we'll we'll rifle through them. But until then, our next episode that I'm forcing everyone to sit down and enjoy. We've been talking a lot about graphical powerhouses, and Colin's already smiling. Our next graphical powerhouse traditional roguelike game <laughs> is drum roll please, brrr, Tales of Majayal. And I'm just gonna say it right out of the gate here. Will I'm gonna link you to the uh, uh, old the um, RPG tile set to download to actually make the graphics palatable. Oh, I it's you're one going, of
2: those. Games. You're,
0: you're gonna tear your tongue out. Now the thing is, tear your tongue going, out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that it's that uh, graphically intense. But um, but there are uh, mo- like graphical tile set mod packs that are very easy to install on Steam. I installed them myself. I'm like, okay, great. This will this will be the way to get Will into the genre. It's all cooldown based. It's like, what if Diablo or yeah, what if Diablo was a roguelike, but for real and with uh uh Super Nintendo graphics? That seems like it could it, we could get Will over the board to to not hate this game after 20 minutes. But I don't
2: know, you bet I'm agitated. <laughs> <laughs> uh Woo.
0: but yeah, Will, you totally stole my my playout uh <laughs> yes with that because yeah, I was I had it's Exactly what exactly I should have pulled some different quotes from Riker from that episode, Uh, Ah. but yeah, we uh, uh, yeah, this episode, uh, yeah, to to play us out, we might be surrounded by insanity, (laughs) but we are not insane. The only insane thing here are the metal shredding tunes of demons being hunted down with by chainsaw grappling hooks.